Welcome back to another week of Try Hard Sports. My name is Nathaniel. Like always, this is Gabe right here next to me. We're going to get right into it. A lot of big topics just in the past couple days in the NBA, so we're just going to go ahead and start with that before we move into the NFL. Obviously, we all know what's going on this weekend. Super Bowl Sunday. Game kicks off at 7.30, but we'll just go ahead and jump into the NBA. First thing we're going to talk about, definitely not the biggest thing, but first thing we're going to talk about is the East and West Reserves were announced just about two hours ago for the All-Star Game. In the East, you have Victor Oladipo, who sadly just got injured. We send our prayers and thoughts to him with that. Obviously going to be replaced. Kyle Lowry, Blake Griffin, Chris Middleton, Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal, Nikola Vucevic. How do you feel about that? Um, I like it. I mean, I think that there's definitely some question marks around it. Um, we were talking a little bit about Chris Middleton, um, that he was kind of a, a shocker coming in, that we were like, okay, you know, that's... Yeah, Chris Middleton, I think, is the biggest shock of the reserves for me from the East. Um, obviously, everyone's really high on Ben Simmons. I think you're one of the very few that's not high on Ben I, Simmons. I'm not, I don't think that Ben Simmons is... I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, he's a great point guard, but... Uh, he's a spotty scorer. He doesn't really have a jump shot, a go-to jump shot. Um, the only thing he really he that I see a lot, even watching him this season, is um, yeah, he's worked on it. He'll have a, a flare-up where he has a, a, a double-double or something like that. But for the most part, he's mainly an assist guy, feeding to Embiid, feeding it to his playmakers, and rebounds. And he gets rebounds, and he and he drives hard into the paint. That's about all he really does. Um, so yeah, I'm not real high. Like I'm not on my high horse about Ben Simmons. Um, they actually, ESPN just came out with the 2019 All-Star snub team for the East and the West. In the East, they've got Russell, Donovan, Jimmy, Tobias Harris, and Rudy Gobert. Um, and then they've got Jamal Murray, DeMar DeRozan. That one was a shocker. Andre Drummond, Luka Doncic, and Devin Booker. So anybody you see on that, that what I've just named, that that you feel like should be above anybody on the East. Just out of the East. We'll talk about the East. Uh, I mean, just front. just out of the East, obviously, Russell and Jimmy Butler are going to be likely to replace Victor Oladipo. Um, you don't want to replace a guard with a center, so Andre Drummond's probably going to be left out this year, which is kind of upsetting because he has had a really good year. Yeah, he has. Um, but I think the of the ones you named, I'd say personally the biggest snub, in my opinion, is none of the ones you named. The biggest snub, in my opinion, is actually Mike Conley of the Memphis Grizzlies. And I think he was snubbed because his team's not performing, but you look at his numbers, and they're up there with the best. Always have been, and he's a player that's never made an All-Star game. So, my thing with the East is the Chris Middleton thing. Yeah. Maybe I've just overlooked him because of how well Giannis has been playing, but it doesn't seem like he's been as good as the other guys on this list. I mean, that, that's just a personal opinion. Blake Griffin's had a phenomenal year. Yeah, I mean, we knew Blake was going to be there. Um, Bradley Beal has had a phenomenal year in Washington. Victor Oladipo had fought some injuries, hadn't been to the point he was last year, but he was still he was one of the pretty, best players yeah, was, in the East. Yeah, he was definitely one of the best players, for sure. So, I mean, maybe it's just me, but the only person I see there, and like I even put a question mark by his name on the, on the list, was Chris Middleton because I don't think he was to par with the others. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big standout to me. Um, 
I just I I think we overlook Chris Middleton a lot because of Giannis and and how dominant the the Bucks have been. Um, but from what I have seen of Chris Middleton, I don't see a whole lot of you know. Yeah. Punch me in the face with the fact that he's an all-star. Like, yeah. oh, he's for sure in. And see, you can't make that same – you can't say anything about who's on the In the West, West. yeah. The West nobody. reserves, obviously, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, LaMarcus Aldridge, Carl Anthony Towns. I have no problem with those. No. I, I don't think, think it's really worth discussing. I mean, because who else the, is going to replace them? The only person I could see probably being like, okay, maybe this person over this person – LaMarcus Aldridge, but that's because he's older. He's not as athletic as the other people on this. But he's had a real – I think the biggest one of the West, and I think LaMarcus Aldridge made it over him, was where's DeMar DeRozan? Yeah, yeah, that, that was the big one. He was the big one on the on the snub list was De, DeMar DeRozan. Even when I – you know, the more I think about it, I'm – Got the more of the question mark in my head now about Demar Derozan. I mean, he's yeah, I still mean, he's still all star type player. I mean, he's, you obviously have the problem with you can only take so many guards, so many big men. Yeah, but Demar Derozan has had a really good year in San Antonio. Probably one of the best of his career. How is he not an all star? We're talking about Luca. We're talking about Mike Conley. We're talking about Donovan Mitchell. Just from the West as snubs, but we're not talking about. DeMar DeRozan as a snub. Yeah, we're not. It's not even being brought up, um, which is a little confusing. But because of the numbers he is putting yeah. up this season, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the the the, the main part is he's the go to now in, in guards for San Antonio. You know, when Kawhi left, you know the big trade did happen. Um, that was kind of a thought I really had that um, I don't think a lot of people looked at was I wanted to see how DeMar DeRozan worked out on that end of the deal with. Okay, here's the ball. Like now, you got to be a playmaker. And I think he's worked out. Yeah, fine. I mean he's done a great job at it. But apparently, a lot of people don't think so. I mean he's not even a reserve in the All Star game. But I mean, that's probably the only bone I have to pick with the West. Now, there's a lot of bones I could pick with the East. I think there's a couple of guys that they're only there because of the success of their team, not the success of individual play. But if you had to pick right now of the Two from the East that are projected to replace Victor Oladipo. D'Angelo Russell, Jimmy Butler. Who would you pick? Um, I think I'd have to go with Butler. I mean, I, I love – as, as good as D'Angelo Russell has been this year. He's had a really um, great year. Really great year, yeah. I mean, he's played fabulous for the Nets. And to even be in that conversation, to be considered a snub, that means he's having a breakout year. I right. mean, I think a big point that we're forgetting, too, is, is not just the snub list of this, but they were talking about the power rankings came out for the for the month of January. You know how well – the Nets weren't even mentioned in the top ten, but they, they've lost five games since – Christmas or something yeah. like that. They've had almost. I think they've had like twenty wins or something like that. Well, I remember. I remember last year, and this this was something that I that was pointed out to me that I thought was really big. The Nets were a team last year that they would compete every now and again, but even when they were losing, the bench was still involved in everything. The bench was still celebrating everything instead of getting down on themselves because they were losing. They were still celebrating everything that happened. Teams that do that when they're losing are teams to look out for when they're winning. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, but even with what I've said about the Nets record, and, and they're playing some high-quality basketball right now, um, which is kind of a shock. I mean, everybody's like, the Nets, you wouldn't think about it. It's 
um, a little insane, uh, but a lot of that's due to D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, he's kind of coming to his own, which I'm really happy to see. But at the end of the day, what do you think? I mean, who would you take? Would you really take Jimmy Butler over D'Angelo Russell? I would take D'Angelo Russell, and that that's just a personal preference. I think D'Angelo Russell has had a better year than Jimmy Butler. All-Star is supposed to celebrate what you've done this year, not what you've done in the past. Jimmy Butler has had really good years in the past, but he did, he hasn't had a great year in his mind. Well, I feel like in a lot of people's minds he hasn't had a very good year because a lot of it was that Minnesota controversy no. at the beginning of the season. And, and then he struggled to find his place in Philly. And he's, he's just kind of now starting to find it a little bit, I feel like. Some games you see him find it, and some games we don't. Some games we – I still feel like Philly's got a lot of question marks in general, but that's a whole different discussion that we, we can get into. Um, but that's I, interesting I just, you take D'Angelo. I, think, I don't I blame think I, you, though. I think I saw something the other day that he's had more 30-point games this year, just this year, than he's had in the previous three seasons he's been in the NBA. So, I mean, obviously he's – had a huge step this year from last year, from the year before that. I think he deserves it in my mind. I think he's had a better year than Butler. I've already said that once. I think he's... I mean, it's no doubt stats-wise. Like, I'm not and, thinking just stats-wise. I'm thinking, like, impact on the team. Even yeah. without Jimmy Butler, the 76ers were still a playoff team. Yeah, of course. Um, without D'Angelo Russell, are we even talking about the Nets? Are the Nets even relevant? And I say no. I still say they, they play pretty good ball, but do they have... Were they the, the probably the best record in, in the NBA during month of January? No, because D'Angelo Russell was their go-to. Um, he was their big shot maker, and he was the guy that um, – he was the glue. I mean, he was the glue to the team, and that that's kind of crazy to think about because, you know, you look back, you know, a year or two ago, we you'd think if I was showing you this, the reserves, and we're talking about, man, D'Angelo Russell over Jimmy Butler, you'd have been like, shut up. Like, yeah. that's so stupid. But that's crazy, and I'm happy to see him coming into his own um, – why are we not talking about DeMar DeRozan right here, though? Because Well, we're not talking about DeMar DeRozan as an East because East, he's not no. in the East. There's nobody injured in the West right now, so there's nobody. There's no spot for him to take. There's still two spots available on the East and the West. That's what I'm saying. Why there's are we, still, you there's think, still those you last chances. Is there chance. any chance DeMar has a, it will make I think last so. Too, I think because the last chance, I believe, comes down to the fan vote. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it comes down to the fan vote. I think he could get it if the fans vote for him, but the fans aren't going to vote so for him. So what about... Okay, we're talking about fan vote now. We're talking about you know we're the last last chances to make the All Star game. What do you think about D Rose and the fan vote? I mean, if it comes down to the fan vote, you know, if it comes down to the fan vote, if if it, if I'm correct, and it, the last two spots on both the East and the West comes down to a fan vote, Luca is in, and D Rose is in. And you think Wade? Wade is in. Yes. Even though, even though, and here's the thing. I think Rose has had a breakout year. We talked about him being a snub from the starter list last week because of how many fan votes he received. But you look at his numbers compared to the other West All-Stars, and the West is a hard place. The West is a hard conference to get an All-Star in right now because of how many good players are in the West. I don't think D. Rose makes it without the fan vote. Yeah, I think I, if it's a coach's vote, it comes down to DeMar DeRozan and Donovan Mitchell. And it's not anything to do with DeRozan. It's just He's had the a great level. Year. Yeah. It, yeah, the level's being raised. And and DeRozan is trying to come into his own. I think if he keeps playing at that consistent level, maybe, yeah, he'll start. You're like, okay, it's not just a comeback, big fantasy, and he drops off. If he plays this, this way next year, the year after, you know, however long this comeback is, 
Um, I think we start talking a little bit more about D. Rose and the reserves and maybe and, the starters. And, and D. Rose has a very good chance of winning the most improved player player award this yeah, year. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I've, I've don't really think of um, – I couldn't really think of anybody else, especially with the big comeback story and how the media's hyped it up and all of his fans have kind of hyped it up. Um, but I guess we can move on. I mean, I, that's, that's all I had about that, unless you have anything else you want I, to talk about. I, with the, I think we're good with the All-Stars. Now, this one might have been the biggest thing, and it happened today. <clears throat> get it out. Get it out. So, it happened about 3.30. around huge. around may, Maybe like 3 o'clock. I remember getting the notification on my phone that the Knicks had the understanding. Kristaps apparently did not come and say this, but he, they had the went, understanding in their meeting. Yeah, in with their meeting. Today. He had said that he is worried about the Knicks organization mm-hmm. as a whole and his role with it and what they got from they that. They got that. He wanted to be traded. He wanted to be traded. And, and apparently an he didn't say, no, no. I, that's not what I meant, because maybe that's what he did mean, but he didn't just come right out and say, I'm out. The, the news broke, I want to say around 3 o'clock. By 3.45, news had broke that they had – Agreed on a deal with the Dallas Mavericks Bam. to send Chris. It, and give the fans, give be, the fans, who's in it? What is what's that? Okay. What's a, who's so, in the trade? The Knicks are sending Kristaps Porzingis, Courtney Lee, and Tim Hardaway Jr. to Dallas. And I think we said Trey Burke. We found out Trey yeah, Burke. Yeah, Trey Burke. Was Trey Burke will be involved that. in that deal. And Dallas sends Dennis Smith Jr., mm-hmm. Wesley Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, and it's rumored that they have included one or two first, first round, round picks. picks. Which is huge. I'll tell you the reason the Knicks made this trade. Dennis Smith Jr. and DeAndre Jordan. I was about it to say wasn't DeAndre. Dennis Smith Jr. I think has a lot of upside. I think he doesn't have enough upside for it to be a one for one deal. There was no way the Knicks agreed to Dennis Smith Jr. versus Kristaps. Oh no, no. They're but not here, the here's the thing. They agreed to this because this was the team that could give them the best deal. Yeah. The Nets were a team that was rumored to want him. Couldn't give them a deal as good as Dallas did. Um, I think we – The Clippers, the the Heat. um, And then I think there was one other team. None of those teams could give the Knicks a deal like Dallas. The teams that wanted Kristaps weren't going to get him because – they could not package a deal the way Dallas could. Let's talk about that that a little bit too. The, the, this deal comes through. What's it going to look like? What's the what, what's it going to look like in Dallas? So what do you, you think? Not, how you do you think have, Luca? You now have Luca who's nineteen, and you have Kristaps who is twenty four, I believe. That's a really young core of all star caliber players. So then you look into this draft. You've you've traded your first overall pick or your first round pick to Boston. You're rumored to have sent at least one first round pick to New Knicks. York. Yeah. So let's say that's just next year's, or well, they can't trade next year. So twenty twenty one's draft pick, and say they sent twenty twenty three because you can't send consecutive years. Yeah. You're looking at five years before you get another draft pick, unless you trade for one. Yeah, basically. unless they yeah, unless they open up for another one. But here, here's the biggest thing about this trade, and it's not Dallas. Dallas obviously wins the 
Big trade. player, yeah. Who wins the money game is the Knicks. Knicks because the sure. Knicks have now opened up enough cap space to sign two max players. And who are they going after the hardest? Kyrie, Kevin Durant. They have the money to sign both of those people now. They don't have to try to restructure deals. They don't have to try to do anything like that. They Outright, they have the money to sign those two players at a max contract with $2 million of cap space left And, over. and look who they've added, DeAndre and Dennis Smith Jr. And well, DeAndre two. Jordan is on a one-year deal, so you'd have to re-sign him. Yeah. But, but you can let DeAndre Jordan walk if you get Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I don't even know if you, you – you might even take a chance to re-sign, depending on how he fits in, but – DeAndre Jordan's a very good big man. He is, very, it, he is like a very good big man. If physical I was, in the paint. If I was New York, though, you you've got Enos Cantor. Let him go. Enos Cantor is a starting caliber Well, if he does center, it's an off to... That's true, too. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, my biggest thing about this trade is how quick it happened. I mean, the news broke that they were planning on trading him, and 15 minutes later it was that people were reporting that they were finalizing the deal. Close to 30 minutes after they reported they were finalizing the deal, they reported that the deal was done. This kind of shows me what the Knicks organization's kind of been thinking about the whole time, especially with Chris Dobbs and he's been injured and things like that. that Has they almost a game this year. That's what I'm saying, that they feel like he's more of a liability. And when he came to them and said that, they're like, okay, see, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get, I mean, they got it done like that with less and than an hour. Dal- Dallas had already said that they were open to trading Dennis Smith Jr. They probably called Dallas. Yeah. Dallas probably didn't call them. They probably called Dallas and said, hey, we know you've got a player you're wanting to get rid of. We'll send you Chris Dobbs if you give us this player, this player, this player, and these picks. And it worked out. I think. I think both teams. Are I think getting both what they teams want. got what they wanted. Yeah, they got exactly what they wanted. Um, I think the Dallas was looking more for right now, like in the now to get. They see how good Luke has been, and man, we killed it with this pick. They know Dirk. Last leg, you know, maybe, maybe he could. He taught uh, Luca a little bit more. You know, maybe taught him some things, showed him some things. Dirk goes out. You know, everybody gives him the farewell. Kristaps comes in. You got a young, fresh Dallas team ready to re. You got a revamped Dallas team. Exactly. So, so I think that's what they're shooting for. While the Knicks are shooting more for those, like you said, those big time players right. that were wanting Knicks, to get. Knicks are trying to get to where they were twenty years ago, what twenty you, thirty years ago, where they were. What do you think the likelihood is of that? Of them getting Durant and Kyrie, or who do you see going to the Knicks? Yeah, that's what I was you, thinking. You don't even have to say what you can just tell them what I'm doing. He's just not. No, he's not into it. He's yeah. not. Which I when well, you said it's, that, it's not even being a Celtics fan. I'm not into it. I don't think. No one wants to play in New York right now. Yeah. Why Why would you? I mean, the Knicks organization has been in shambles for probably the past, oh, I don't know, 15 years. The Nets are willing to trade everything for one good year. I mean, why Why would you want to play at either one of those teams right now? It's like you want to go to Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, like the Hawks right now, What? What? they have no backbone behind their organization. And the Knicks – you know, like you said, twenty years ago, that was the hot thing, man, to play in New York, and and you had you know some of the legends like Ewing, and 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 you wanted to follow those footsteps. Yeah. Now it's it's nothing. And I, I'll, really. I'll tell you, you hate to. I, I don't want to blame it all on Isaiah Thomas as the GM because when Isaiah Thomas was GM in New York, he did an awful job. Yeah, but it was all him. It was after he came into that position and then left. It was like that was the down. This started the down spiral. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. We'll see what pans out. We'll see if anybody does want to team up and we get another super team. In New I mean, York. We'll, we'll find out July 1st is the start of free agency, I believe. So we'll find out in July. Kick it. So next thing, I'm sure everybody's already heard about it. It kind of happened. We talked about this player last week, and it was like that next day he came out and said he wanted to be traded. Anthony Davis has officially said he wants to be traded from the Pelicans. He's getting fined $50,000. Do you know what his game day check is? I don't know his game day. I know that it was like zero point something percent. Yeah, the $50,000 is 0.2% of his actual actual salary. salary, His game day check. So anytime he goes into a game and he gets a game day check, it's $310,000. That's way too much. He makes it's more per much. game than they find him for this. That's, what I'm That's like what a quarter. Yeah, <laughs> you find him a quarter, we're, we're, and he's injured right now too, so he's getting paid <laughs> to do nothing. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Is it's so it came out, and the Pelicans were like, "Okay, fine. We've been dealing with this all year. The rumors of you wanting to leave, the rumors of the trades, the rumors of you wanting to go to L.A. Fine, we'll open up trade talks." They've said. We'll listen to any and all offers. Okay. How many teams have enough to actually get Anthony Davis away from New Orleans? Yeah, I was about to say maybe two. Two. (laughs) Two, Max. And they're the two that everyone's talking about. Yeah. L.A. and Boston. And Boston. It was rumored yesterday that they they were willing to deal him anywhere except for Los Angeles. They would deal him to Toronto. They'd deal him to Boston. They'd deal him anywhere they felt was good a good enough trade that they were getting enough back, except for L.A. It got to the point where there were rumors that they weren't returning the Lakers' calls. The Lakers would call, ask about what it would take to get Anthony Davis, and the Pelicans wouldn't answer the phone, and then wouldn't call him back. Yeah. The Pelicans, excuse my friend, but they sure as hell don't want him going to L.A. No. They, they, they don't. They said um, yesterday when they were talking about it that he can go to L.A. all he wants, but he's gonna be, it's going to be 2020 when he when he goes. We're not trading him to L.A. Like he can no. go when he's a free agent. He can go for a year rental deal somewhere wherever he wants to go, and then and he that, can go to And that's something that came out today. Apparently his agent, who is the one that came out and said he wanted the trade in the first place, his agent, Rich Paul, has said that whatever team he's traded to, no matter what, is only getting a one-year rental, and he's going to L.A. after that. Which, okay, everyone thought that's what Paul George was doing. Everyone thinks that's what Kawhi Leonard is doing. You know, the news broke that Kawhi Leonard bought a house in Southern California the other day. In San Diego, exactly. Yeah. Wasn't it? yeah, he bought a house in San Diego. Where he's from, he bought a house in San Diego. He went to San Diego State University, yeah. and they felt it was so newsworthy that he bought a house in Southern California because he wants to go to L.A. That wasn't. That they, was they're the not why. close. And 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 we've talked a lot about this with our friend group and and guys that are really into sports, and we we've kind of came to the thing that. You know, I don't even know if Kawhi makes a deep run in the playoffs and, and gives a shot at the finals. He might stay in Toronto. That's what I'm saying. He might find his home in Toronto. I like what I'm seeing out of Kawhi in Toronto. I mean, I'm shocked that it's working that well. And Kawhi is not a guy that's going to 
he's going to go out there and play good minutes, play hard, all this and that. But after the whole big deal with him and he's running his mouth and I'm, you know, kind of whining about it, he comes to Toronto. I'm like, eh, is he the same quiet? Yeah, he's the same quiet, yeah. and that's a really good Toronto team. And here, here's the thing with the Anthony Davis thing. Everyone says, oh, it's just a one-year rental. We said the same thing about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy yeah. Butler's now says that he would like to re-sign with the seven. He also said he doesn't know what he's having for lunch tomorrow. Yeah, he, he doesn't, he doesn't know. Really Jimmy make, Butler's not a good example. But, um, but we, we saw with Paul George. We, we might see it with Kawhi Leonard. And to be honest, news has been going around. Maybe people don't actually want to play with LeBron. I wouldn't. I mean, if you if you've seen what's happened transpired, I mean, like 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 Kyrie apologizing, saying you know it takes a lot to lead a team. I didn't know that. That's true and all, but here here's the thing with LeBron: wherever he goes, when he leaves, he leaves that team in shambles. Yeah, and the reason is because he pressures front office to make deals to win now. He makes he wants them to make deals. I want this player, this player to structure around him perfectly to win now. So when he leaves, like J.R. Smith was a perfect fit for LeBron. He's not a perfect fit for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. So with that being said, we got news today that the Pelicans finally returned the Lakers call. And here was what the Lakers offered. Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Ivan Zubak, and a first-round pick. All because they won Anthony Davis. That's four of your five most wanted players on that team. Young players. That's your core right now. And you're willing to trade the four best of them, outside of maybe Josh Hart. For one, for one player. player, yeah, for one player, and like we were saying, if, and LeBron, if, LeBron, by the time, if he, if Anthony Davis does get traded, yeah, the twenty twenty thing, he'll be thirty five years old. I mean, LeBron which, will be thirty five in LA. It's still LeBron, but, but thirty five is thirty five. Yeah, you can't be eight. Okay, we're not all Tom Brady, like, and I'm not. I'm not saying LeBron's going to suck at thirty five. I mean, he's still going to be arguably LeBron. the best. He's still going to be LeBron. Court, yeah. Um, but it age wears. I mean, it, it, it's it's a lot different playing with him when he's thirty versus thirty five, yeah. or right now versus thirty five. Or well, I I don't think Anthony Davis's best fit is in Los Angeles. You but see here's, it in the Boston. Th- here's the thing: I don't think it's in Boston either. Where do you think he should? But go? I, I think Boston is where he's going to end up for at least yeah, one year. one year. Yeah, because Danny Ainge called today, or rumored okay, to have yeah, called today, and told New Orleans, wait till July first. Let us re-sign Kyrie because Kyrie's contract has a thing in it where if the Celtics were to trade for Anthony Davis right now, they couldn't re-sign Kyrie in the offseason. Yeah. I'm not sure. Every, yeah, like, no one understands the rule. There's stipulations or something in there. that Danny Ainge called today, said hold him through the trade deadline. Wait till July 1st. Let us re-sign Kyrie, and you can have anyone on our roster – Except for him, that's that's all. That's that's what he said. He's like everyone's. Yeah, available. it's pretty much Pelicans. You can pick your core, and it's a lot of young boys too. A lot of Jalen young Brown, young. Jason yeah. Tatum, Terry Rozier, Terry Rozier, Al Horford. I mean, you you name it. I don't you, think they'll go for Al. Oh, 
You think they will? You you paired Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Terry Rozier, and maybe a first and second. Oh, you'll you'll get you'll get Anthony. Yeah, Davis. I'm sure the Celtics fans are like, no, don't take Jason Tatum. I'm, I'm like that. No, I mean, a lot of the I'm one sure. the one I don't want to see gone is Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's a stud, especially lately. Yeah, he's he's been tearing it up. And but. here here's the thing: if I was New Orleans, I would have taken the Lakers deal automatically. Lonzo, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, that's Zubac. like that's like and their team you have, right you have, now. You have Julius Randle and um, Nikola Mirotic, and you have Jalil Okafor. You have a good young core if you trade for them. And, and I want to now. I don't talk blame about New Orleans. I don't blame New Orleans at all for not accepting that. But I would accept that. Which I got two questions for you. One: Why do you think the Pelicans are so? Hell bent on no Lakers. Like, why? Why? What, what's the story behind that? The backstory on why they? It's anybody in the NBA. I don't care if it's Asian teams. We're not going to LA. Like, we're not. I th- I think. Or at first, I think in some way it kind of goes back to the Chris Paul deal that happened. I think in 2010, where they had a deal in place to send Chris Paul to the Lakers, and the league stepped in and said no. I think it somewhat goes back to that. I think it also goes back to why would you trade someone like Anthony Davis to a team that you're going to have to play at least four times a year? That will have LeBron and Anthony Davis yeah. on it. And and possibly Clay Thompson after this year. Yeah, the big thing is Clay Thompson, which would fit absolutely beautifully with LeBron. Because that's all he wants is somebody spot up dribble. Shooter. Spot up shooter that can score a lot. That's why Kyle Korver worked well. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's what he's looking for. Uh, that that's crazy. I, it'll be interesting to see what what all happens and transpires with all that. But um, also interesting how the Pelicans will be. Yeah, know, what happens with that? You know, that's the big deal. Is because the Pelicans are a pretty good team right now. I mean, they're 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 not a bad team. So, leaving the NBA, we're just going to go ahead. Biggest thing happening this week. Biggest sporting event. For the year, basically, more people watch this than they watch any other sporting event every year. Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta, Rams versus Patriots. What are your thoughts? Um, I've talked a lot about it. Um, it it's hard to really do predictions. Um, I know we do a predictions all the time. Um, we're not very good at it. Yeah, we're not. Well, that and I just more, more I'm going to try to be working on is more what I'm seeing like what I think, and then people get to take whatever they want out of it and they have their own predictions because you're not going to change people's minds. Um, from what I've seen, from I've watched a lot of media day, a lot of press conference, heard a lot about practices going on, it seems like Bill Belichick is is determined to win this. seems that he is in this to win it. You, we, saw, we were talking earlier today while we were eating lunch about he wasn't even. He was so scared about practice. Like I don't even think I can have a practice because he's scared people are snooping yeah. out and all that. And, and we're, we're talking it. about the dude that did did Spygate, and yeah. he's worried about people's like. Uh, and, and and I feel like I've seen Jared Goff, I've seen a lot of Todd Gurley, I've seen a few of their offensive linemen, some of their de- defensive guys, a lot of the L.A. Rams minus Sean McVay. McVay's of course locked in. He's locked in all the time. A lot of their players seem very lax, very which I want them to be. That's cool, but well, I don't, you got to be able to turn it on. I don't necessarily think it's that they're relaxed. I think what it is is they are. It's it's kind of like everyone talked about Georgia in the Rose Bowl last year. Oklahoma walked onto the Rose Bowl field in 2018, and it looked like they had been there before. 
Georgia walked onto that field and looked like they'd never been in a bowl game before in their life. And I'm not talking about before the game started. I'm talking about when they did their walkthroughs. When they walked through the stadium, that's what people were thinking. Georgia looked like they had never been in a bowl game before, like they were just happy to be there. Yeah, and that's what I'm kind of getting out of the Rams right now. But you also saw during the game, Georgia proved that it wasn't just we were just happy to be there. Yeah. I think that's what's what the Rams are doing. I think I don't think it's like one of those things they're just like, oh yeah, maybe we can trick them by acting like we've never been here. I think it's one of those things where they're soaking it all in, letting it, letting it. They're they're, it and... they're letting everything happen this week. Probably tomorrow night they'll go black. Yeah, they'll go to a private hotel. No one will know what hotel it is. No one will know what floor they're staying on. They'll be quiet about everything. Saturday, the same thing. Sunday, yeah. they'll show up ready for business. Now, I'm not saying the Rams are going to win. What I'm saying, though, is we've seen this happen with – last year it was the Eagles were doing the same thing. It looked like they were just happy to be there all week. And then the game started, and it was like a different team had showed up. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was a smack in the mouth right off the beginning. Um, and that's what I think a big key to success in this is the Rams got to come off hot. They they've have to start come, hot. Yeah, they've got it. It's not because uh, you can't do that against Tom Brady. You can't. You can't let him get going and then try to stop him. Then you got to like what the Eagles did. Like you got to smack him in the mouth and keep laying it on. You, yeah, you got to do that with the Bill Belichick team because the Patriots. We saw it last. Uh, what was it? Two weeks ago, they can win the shootouts. Like the teams that smack them out, you still might not win. Well, like, here here's the thing that I that I've seen <clears throat> is they've done joint interviews with Brady and Goff. During this week. Yeah. Both of them have been in the same podium talking. And a reporter said, do you have any advice for someone playing in their first Super Bowl? Talking to Brady about Goff. And Brady goes, I'm not giving him no advice. I've got to play him on Sunday. Brady is treating this like every other game. Yeah. This isn't like, oh, this might be my last. I'm 41. Oh, did you hear about that? He said zero chance he doesn't play. Yeah, he said I'm shooting for 45. (laughs) But not only that, reports also came out that apparently in like 2010, Brandon Spikes was upset that he didn't make the Pro Bowl. And and Brady walks in and said, you think I play this crap for Pro Bowls? No, we're here to win championships. Brady's got another thing about him up there. Yeah, he wants to – I think a lot of people underestimate Brady, mainly because of how he acts. He's not very intense, but I feel like this season we've seen a ton of intensity let people know, I'm here. This yeah. isn't – it doesn't matter my age. I'm still here, and I'm going to kick your butt come Sunday. I'm still I'm, I'm still Tom Brady. I'm still – yeah, I'm still – and he, like you said, I'm feeling as good now as I did when I was 31. Yeah. Like, I'm feeling as good now. And they're running plays. What I love about Bill Belichick and – and, you know, you can give me crap about praising him or whatever. He's running plays with a 41-year-old quarterback, and he's running smart plays using him. He's not – you notice how quick – if you ever watch watch him Sunday, I guarantee it, it'll be one, two, three, let go of the ball. One, two, three, he's quick in the pocket. It's not these deep progressions that may get Brady hit. Brady doesn't get hit a lot during games. Well, Brady's Brady is never in, gotten hit, hit That's a lot. what I'm saying. And he knows how to protect himself from getting but, hit, but also the routes that they run are very deep. I'll tell you what. Some of the best teams I've seen play Patriots teams are teams that can get after get the quarterback him. fast because Brady's one, you got two, three, to. out. You've got to, and we've got one in, in, in the, the Rams. The Rams can get to him 
fast. Yeah, the Rams can do it. And I mean, it's gonna be I, awesome I, to I see saw that match I up. saw a game where the ball was snapped, and like as soon as the quarterback touched the ball, Aaron Donald was in the backfield, and he didn't jump off sides. When a lot of big, he just shucked his yeah. Guy oh yeah. Quick. But here's who Aaron Donald, if he especially is lining up towards the nose like he normally does to like stuff it. He's gonna be going up against uh, up against the UGA grad. I mean, he's gonna be going up against. He's gonna be going up against one of the most. I'm not gonna say one of the best because I don't think he's one of the best centers in the league. But I think he's one of the most. Trying to find the right word for it, he's one of the most prolific. I guess you could say. Yeah. He does his job. He's not one of the best. He's not going to manhandle people. He's what I've always said about what we're talking about Andrews. If you didn't, he is fundamentally sound. Yeah. What he does, he's not gonna like. We I know exactly the same player you're talking about where Donald shucks the guy. The the, the I, I forgot who it was against, but he the dude just stands straight up. I mean, you've got no low. You know, low man always wins. He stands straight up. And Donald's low, just shucks him to the side. You're not gonna get that against Andrews. I mean, Andrews gonna stay low. He's gonna stay you're, with you're you. You're not the whole gonna time. get that against Andrews, but you're gonna go sixty minutes with. The best defensive tackle in football. I, 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 more. I Aaron Donalds is going to get his. My thing is, yeah, Aaron. The thing I think that's going to happen, we're probably going to see once or twice. He's going to get to Brady, make him throw a bad ball, and it's going to be intercepted. Yeah, I, I just know or, that. You just be ready. Or for that. it's going to be because, listen, if you've not watched the Patriots play, and I'm sure we oh, have. Yeah, we've. Watched but I'm a bunch sure of, everybody yeah. here has. When Sony Michelle is in the backfield. They're running the ball. They're running the ball. 100%. They are not throwing the ball with Sonny Michelle. And it's not because Sonny Michelle can't catch out of the backfield. He has plenty of highlights from college that shows he can catch out of the backfield. He can do a lot. Yeah. Because you have James White, who is basically the best receiving back in football this year. Why would you put someone in there to catch the ball out of the backfield that isn't James White? Yeah. I mean, it totally makes sense. And I, I think that's where you're going with it is that the Rams got to – the Rams got to know the thing that I've seen the most is teams that line up on defense. They see Sony in the backfield. They're like, it's a run. They don't stop it, though. The Donald, the Dominican Sue, all those Dante dudes. Fowler, yeah, Dante Jr. Fowler. They've got to get after it. Yeah. They've got to stop and they the will. run. And they, they will. will. They will. They'll show up to play. Um, I've been kind of disappointed with Ndamukong Sue this year. I really have. Um, mainly because it's you know Aaron Donald's outshined everyone. Well, yeah, it's, but, it's not like it's not like. But Sue can... hasn't been as normal. Sue is a dominant force. No, compared to Ndamukong well, Sue in Detroit, to think, you have to you also have to think Ndamukong Sue in Detroit was a different animal than Ndamukong Sue in, in Miami before yeah. he even went to L.A. But Ndamukong Sue is also playing out of position because of Aaron Donald. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ndamukong Sue is having to play defensive end when normally he would be playing defensive tackle. Ndamukong Sue has had a very productive year for the Rams. He's done exactly what they want. Dante Fowler Jr. Neither one of them have put up numbers that they're used to. But that's because how are you going to put up better numbers than the best defensive tackle in football? My thing is... That's kind of what I'm, I'm stating. I think the Dominican Sue is going to be the dark horse. I think that everybody's going to be focusing on Donald. I think either the Dominican Sue or Fowler. I, or I'm get willing after to bet. Him. I'm willing to bet for the first quarter. Aaron Donald is double teamed ninety percent. That's of the what time. I'm saying. They're, they're, they're going to be on him with Andrews, probably Andrews, because he's a center. He's a vet, and, and, and right or left guard are going to be doing a double team down block, um, and that's going to open up for defensive end Dante I'll, Fowler. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the. I, I, I want to say his last name is Little John. That 
linebacker that is he's had a breakout year for the Rams, he's gonna have to step up. If he has a bad game against the Patriots, Rams stand no chance. Because what's gonna happen is every time Sony Michelle's in the backfield, it's basically gonna be an I formation. We're gonna run ISO right down the middle. And our fullback is coming right for the middle linebacker, and he's going to move you out of the way, and it's going to be a 10-yard run. And another thing he's going to have to do, he's going to have a lot. They make the linebacker play. They, you have to have very solid linebacker play to beat the, the Patriots. The thing about it is they're going to be, anytime they get in those third-down situations, which they will. I mean, they might start slow. They have slower drive. Brady's going to be looking for Edelman. Edelman mm-hmm. or Gronk, and they're going to be either the, the one-on-one routes with Gronk or like what Romo was saying, that little in route real quick with Edelman or, or – um, Hogan, Hogan, and, and you—the linebackers got to get in coverage and and stop that, break it up. Somehow. Well, not not just the linebackers, cornerbacks. Here's my thing: when you watch them play the Chiefs three or four times, the safety just wasn't in position to cut off the Edelman quick. It's drag. like a slant, yeah. It's like a slant drag route. Like the safety just wasn't in position. If you keep your safety in position, which I think Sean McVay is going to do a very good job of having. He's had two weeks to prepare for and this he's, game. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to have his guys ready. I think this is going to be a really good. I hope it is. I very it is. young team for L.A. And so a very veteran team for the Patriots. I, I think it's going to be a fire. I think it's going to be fireworks, man. I think it's going to be awesome. I think this, I, I'm hoping this will be one of the best Super Bowls we've seen in a while. I think this one will be better than. New England, Atlanta. I think. Oh it'd be come on, that was so than, much fun for us. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not an Atlanta fan, so I don't, I don't worry about it. Um, yeah, how the Packers do this? No. <laughs> how the Falcons do this season? I'm not a Falcons fan. <laughs> um, it's going to be better than last year's with the Eagles. I think it's going to be better than the Panthers Broncos game. I mean, I, I think it'll be a more high scoring than that. But I, it, this is going to be a very fun game to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I really believe that. that um, uh, do we know who's commentating? Is Romo going to be commentating? <laughs> CBS. So yes, I oh. believe so because we'll get ready because he's going to call all the plays. <laughs> it, yeah, if that's he true, work, he works for CBS, I believe. So yeah, he'll be. Yeah, I'm not real up to date on Romo. I don't really keep up with him, but apparently he uh, knows his stuff pretty well because he called a lot of plays and he knows a lot about the Rams too. So. He'll be calling a lot of things. I mean, he was calling shit. He was calling checkdowns that Brady was going through. Um, so maybe they need to just hook, hick up old uh, t- uh, Tony Romo to that defensive coordinator position, just for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just for Super Bowl, you know, it's a run, right? Donald. I mean, I I think <laughs> I, I think you'd be surprised what uh, Tony Romo could do if he was given a head coaching job. That's what I. Yeah, that's 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 kind of the key point to that. But at the end of the day. Um, I mean, I, I feel like we're going to have a, a pretty good show someday. I, I, I think it's like going to be gonna a really, really good show. Anymore. And like always, watch the commercials. Everybody's going to love them. Yeah, uh, I mean. Um, if you're into Maroon 5, you get a show. And if, if you don't, go get you a, a beer or something to drink. If you're a WWE fan, they're doing something on WWE Network for halftime. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we give it, we're, giving you, uh, uh, we're giving you a little bit of extra stuff. I'm sure you can turn on. Sports Center, yeah. ESPN. Sports Center will give you all the updates. They'll give the you Super Bowl stats and what's going on. If you're not a Maroon Five fan, I don't know if I'm going to watch Maroon Five. Nothing oh, against, I don't nothing against Maroon Five. I um, love Maroon Five. I just I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of halftime shows. I don't. Um, I, I watched 
one of the main ones that I really I watched, watched last year was Fergie. With Justin Timberlake. I watched Justin Timberlake. Well, he, that was that was good. But I mean, you remember the Fergie one when Slash came out and all that? Yeah, that burnt my ears holes. Yeah. So I didn't really want to really. Justin watch Timberlake it. was good. Um, who who did it the year before that? The Atlanta New England game. That one was a good one. Oh no, that was uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. That's who that was. Yeah, Lady Gaga performed. Um, maybe I'll catch it. We don't. I don't know. We'll see what goes on. Do we know who's singing the national anthem yet? Oh, Hopefully it's Fergie. Not Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just tone deaf is that's good. Oh, if y'all haven't seen that, please go watch her sing the national anthem. What was it? it NBA was All Star game. All-Star. Yeah. It uh, was Steph Curry was laughing and, and Draymond Green was trying not to laugh. Everybody was laughing. It was, it was it was it was rated as one of the worst national anthems in sports history. So yeah. on a serious note, Fergie, if you're listening, retire, please. Just yeah, quit. Please don't everything. do that again. We're sorry. Just please don't. Like it's <laughs> awful. Well, that was the end of it. I think we're we're gonna wrap it up. Um, you guys another know another good week. It was another yeah. eventful. Uh, this is the second week in a row that something has broke while we're doing our planning, and we've had to change everything because of it. And that helps us, though. Yeah, it I mean, helps it's, us. because we're fresh on the, the, the stats and things like that. Um, but after this, there's no more football. That's kind of sad for a little well, while. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, the, the, the Amer- American okay, okay. Alliance yeah, I want to see. I want to see Aaron Murray play with um, – who is it? Uh, Damian Swan. No, who's the kicker they, they just picked up? Was Cam it? T- Cam Nizalek or something Nizel, like that. Yeah. <laughs> the Atlanta Legends. Yes. Yeah, the Legends. And really, if you look at their roster, their whole roster is just packed with Georgia, Georgia Tech, West Georgia, like all of the Georgia schools that have football teams. That's what they have. They all went for them. They all went for them. So we'll see what that how that goes. Um, I'd like it to be really good. I think I think if it. I think it could be a stepping stone for people, especially what was the point of that? coaching-wise. It's to give people that are free agents a chance to play and maybe make a name for themselves and get another job in the NFL. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. So what I, th- I think the it's mainly going to – The XFL is still happening. It's happening in the summer, though. Okay. Um, the Vince McMahon. But I think it's 2020. I think it starts 2020, I was about to 2019. Say, yeah. Um, but I think this is going to be better for coaches than it will for players, especially – I know Atlanta, their offensive coordinator is Mike Vick. If he does a really good job with this team, I think that could propel him into a coaching position in the NFL. Is this normal rules? Yeah, normal, re- normal rules football. It's just regular football. <laughs> Maybe we'll win a, Atlanta will win a tie. <laughs> I doubt it. No, no. no I've, I've heard there's some decent teams out there. So, <laughs> I guess we'll just wrap it up from there. That's an interesting topic to talk about all the rejects. and the guys that. There's a team in Birmingham. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, I'm Gabe. This is Nate. We appreciate you guys watching. Um, Y'all have a wonderful week, guys. We'll be back same time next week. New topics. New Obviously stuff to talk about. Um, no, I think we're talking about the same yeah, stuff. Same we'll stuff. talk about the Super Bowl. I mean, um, we will talk about the Super Bowl. No, we're just going to talk about preview of the Super Bowl for next year. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate it, guys. We'll catch you guys next time. Follow us on social media. Um, Instagram, Twitter. Um Tell your friends, tell your family members, share it on Facebook. Anything you can do to help would be greatly appreciated. Any feedback you can give would be appreciated as well. One last thank you, and with that, I think we are out. Appreciate it, guys. Catch you next week. Uh, okay, I made it at my mama's house. 
things now Different walk with the mission Like the same now Lay it down Now I lay down in my grave I know I'm rare But it's just too much of a snake Give me faith